Hey, listeners, welcome back. Today, during A Penny for Your Thoughts, Lauren and I are going to talk about how to bring all of you, how to be more, not do more during the holidays. And how about picking a word for 2024 to help guide you in your decisions? Stay tuned. We're coming at you. And welcome back, listeners, to another episode of A Penny for Your Thoughts, together with myself, Kate Denunzio, and my co-host, Lauren Ernst. Hey, Lauren, how's it going? Wonderful. How are you, my friend? I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm so busy. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, actually, you know what? I'm not busy. I don't I don't say I'm busy anymore. I mm. refer to it as I am abundant. Mm. I am abundant. I said I said that to a lady at a camp. I was uh, working a turnaround in uh, the spring and she said to me, oh, I'm so busy. I said, you mean you're abundant? She says, what? I said, we're not busy. We're abundant. And so... <laughs> So then she basically like chirped me and made fun of me every time she saw me. She was like, I was in the engineering one and I told them I was abundant. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if you are busy, that's time to, and that's a cue to re-examine. Because busy, I mean, why is it that when someone says like, how are, how are you? How are things? Oh, busy, busy, you know. It's like, why is that our default? I don't understand. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. I'm abundant. I'm not busy. Abundant. I pre- I appreciate everything that comes to me. I want these things. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I did this thing on, I don't know if you're on an iPhone or um, an Android. Oh, no, you're on an iPhone. We're blue yeah. texting. Um, yeah. But on the iPhone with all of my app containers, I renamed them. So all of my food apps, because there are a lot of them, I really enjoy <laughs> food in the off season. It says I am nourished. And then all of my social media, instead of saying social media, it says, I am loved. All my finance, I am abundant. My travel, I am advancing. And so what I've done is I've taken my containers and I've turned them into positive affirmations. My 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 container that I have for my, my little games, it used to say entertainment. Now it says, I am allowed to rest. Mm, I love it. I love that. Isn't it interesting how a reframe can just put it all into perspective? Absolutely. I mean, you you look at the reticular activation system, right? Our brain focuses solely on what we focus on. And so if I'm focusing on abundance, nourishment, happiness, being loved, Mm -hmm. advancing in my life, how could that be a bad thing? Seriously. And like, just to put this out here, a week ago, it's really interesting that we're having this conversation because a week ago I posted on LinkedIn, go follow Keylock. Um, I was having a conversation with a dear, dear friend of mine, her name's Sherry, and I've linked her in this post as well, but she was talking about, you know, bringing all of you is the thing and we don't need to be swamped to be impactful. And this idea around, you know, really, it's not about doing more, it's about being more. And what does that mean to you? So when you say like, yeah, I'm busy. Okay. What does, what does that mean? Are we instilling and kind of reinforcing that whole idea of hustle culture that we all kind of fall into that trap sometimes of being busy means that I'm being impactful or taking time to, you know, rest and energize and thinking differently about even just the apps on our phone Does that allow us to be more and perhaps do a little bit less, but it's more of the, 
you know, quality over the quantity of the stuff that we're, we're working on or what we're showing up for, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I think the other thing too, is that I think people lose sight, right? And, and you see this, I think social media has been a big detriment in this regard because what used to be important, um, really kind of falls away because what we want is we want to be in this like facade of what we think other people want. And I actually have a post that I started earlier. Actually, I think it was Sunday, but I got busy doing housework and doing things. I purged my house like big time this week. It just, the energy is so open and clean. It's just, I'm in this phase, right? Like I was dieting for like most of the year. And so you're tired and you're hungry and you're like just scraping by. So this month has just been like, okay, what can we clean now? What can I throw in the trash? Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm I'm going through and I'm finding all of these different things and I'm looking around and I'm going, okay, who am I now? Because I'm finding things from, like, I found this bag that was tucked underneath a chair and yeah. I pulled it out and it had all of these things that were so important to me before COVID. Like, this bag has literally been jammed under this chair since 2020. It was so dusty. I was like, what the hell, right? And so I pulled it out and I all I could think was, as I was pulling out all of these key cards for these different client offices that I would go to in downtown Calgary. Like there was four of them, four, four different client offices that I would go and visit every single day, five days a week in downtown Calgary. And I was like, Holy smokes. So I'm sitting there Sunday night and I'm in reflect mode. And, you know, I was about to write a post and I, I I was like, you know what? I'm not really like, I'm tired. So I'm going to stop. And so I put in my drafts, but basically the gist of it is, is that, I'm not showing up for you anymore. I'm showing up for me. And if you choose to accept who I am in how I show up on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, in person, in a facilitation, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, if you choose, then you choose. If you don't like it, there is a really, really, really fabulous little button called unfollow. And I don't give a shit if you don't (laughs) like it. Don't look. Right? And so, I mean... And so, like, you know, I mean, this kind of brings me to the fact that we're almost at the end of the year. We're moving into December. It's December 1st today, and <sighs> which is which is crazy. Yeah. And so I always, at the beginning of every year, well, end of every year, beginning of the, the next year, I pick a word. And I yeah. let that word guide me through the year. And this year, my word was unapologetic. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you that... <laughs> I have to tell you, it was an amazing year. I had more uptime in terms of who I am as a person and how I showed up and the things I did and the impact that I had on people, not because I was busy, not because I was abundant, but because I was unapologetic about who I was when I showed up. This is me. I am too much. I am way too much. (laughs) I get it. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) No, I love that. And I think it's interesting too, because when people try and be someone that they aren't or show up in spaces differently than who they truly are, essentially we're, we're lying to ourselves. We're lying to the people around us. And my goodness, it takes so much stinking effort to maintain a lie And it's not nefarious when it comes to how we show up and where we think we belong, or perhaps it evolves over time and we're not willing to put our hand up in the moment and say, hey, this used to be a thing for me and now it's not and I need to move on. 
But I think at the end of the day, when it comes to being unapologetically you, it's so much easier to be honest and not feel the need to almost assess who you need to be depending on the situation that you're in. Like, which, which version of me do I need to be in this, in this space, at this table, in this room, at that office? It's like, no, no, <laughs> here, here she is. And I think when it's significantly easier to lean into that versus putting on the facade and having to remember who you are depending on who your audience is. Absolutely. And I mean, let's be honest, like, okay, I know that I'm a lot and I am who I am every day that I show up. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not ashamed of who I am as a person. I I do good work. I'm a loving person. I'm a caring person. Uh, You cross me twice and you're dead to me kind of person, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I say that tongue in cheek, but actually... (laughs) Let's be honest. Uh, but but also, I, I recognize when I need to temper that, right? Like when I'm in a C-suite, when I'm working with my clients who are Indigenous, like I'm very, rec- very, very capable of recognizing how much of me yes. I can give. Yes. But that being said, it's still the same version of me and I'm still unapologetic. And, you know, I think what happened through being unapologetic all year was mm. that I asked for what I wanted. Yeah. I took what I knew was mine. Yeah. I showed up for myself. I showed up for other people as a result of that. Like, I mean, we, we always say we put other people first and, you know, as mothers, as business women, um, you know, as people who participate in the community, volunteers, allies, whatever, whatever we do. I mean, at this age, who we are at this time in our lives, we, and I had this conversation just yesterday with, with a client is, you know, we're in this vice grip of pressure, right? Mm -hmm. We've got aging parents that we're taking care of or that we're concerned with. We have siblings who are experiencing life at a different pace than we are. We have children that we're trying to bring up. We have nieces and nephews and cousins and aunts and all of these different people who rely on us. And we're right here in the center. And I can tell you that trying to be something other than who I am at this mm-hmm. point in my life while trying to balance all of these things is mm-hmm. just absolutely unrealistic, especially if you think that I need to remember to floss every day. I have to go to the gym every day. I have to fold and put away my laundry. Like, I mean, That's a lot. <laughs> like, that is a lot. Totally. It's, I really like the way that you explain sort of how you show up in different spaces. I, I see it as a volume dial versus hiding. Like you're not, you're not, again, it's not that like nefarious. I'm trying to be someone that I'm not. It's that I'm dialing up or dialing down depending on who I'm with and what is needed of me. You can't always, you know, have main character energy. You need to, you know, be in the front, be in the back, depending on what's going on. And kind of show up in those supporting roles. But I think that's just self-awareness, you know, that's still being true to who you are, but just showing up in spaces in a different way based on what is needed of you versus hiding parts of you that you then have to remember in future. What did I hide from this person? What do they know? What do they not know? Um, yeah, there's there's too much going on to have to keep up with that. Absolutely. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think two things come to mind. The first one is I've always taught Ruth that if you always tell the truth, you don't have to remember what you've said. 
because it just is the truth. And the second thing is, is that, you know, as we move through and we give those pieces of ourself to people, people show up and they want us, right? Yeah. Like when somebody comes to our company, it's very few and far between when somebody's like, hey, do you guys have a consultant that could help me do this? It's like, no, hey, could Kate or Mike come and do these things for us? Because when when you're in consulting or when you're in a people-facing industry or you're a leader, mm. your reputation is all you have. Yeah. Right? And so you can't, yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> we could look south of the border. I mean, Ron DeSantis is the perfect example of what not to do as a leader, right? I mean, and if you haven't seen any of the SNL sketch comedy about him, I think mm-hmm. go and look it up because it's so funny, but it's so, yeah. it's so true. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm, that's like me dipping my toe into politics for like 2.4 seconds, but you know, it's the authenticity <laughs> of who we are as, as a person. We dial that volume up or we dial it down. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, the volume, yes, but I do not dim my light for anyone. 100%. 100%. How do you, as a as a business owner, how do you scale that? Because then, because you are so authentically you, the clients, and this is what I'm running into as well, the clients that you work with want to work with you. Yeah. So when it comes to the scale factor, because there's only one you, no matter how big our personalities are, there's only one of us. How do you think about scale when it comes to business and you in particular? Mm, such a great question. And and this is this is uh, the age-old question for my business partner asks me this all the time. And yeah. what I do is I find people who have similar value systems who align yeah. to a company or a client culture, right? So I have certain folks who I would put with certain groups and certain people. And then how yeah. I've done this in the past and how I will continue to do it in the future is I am the chief change officer. And so it's my yeah. role to set the direction and the strategy for any client engagement. And I am the direct client engagement manager. So yeah. what that means is I interact, I entertain, I support, I problem solve, I gather requirements and data, and I'm the one who's accountable, truly accountable to that client yeah. for delivery. I have um, in the past, right now I'm not doing it, but in the past I have apprenticed. And so what I'll do yeah. is I'll bring someone in and that apprentice will report directly to me and they work within the the processes and the procedures of our organization and they interface with the client at the right level to achieve the right yeah. results. And so we have yeah. a process for that and it's um it's a really interesting process. It can be very hard, but you know, I'm the type of person where if you think you can work with me, you're probably right. Until yeah. we have our until we have our first hard conversation and that's really the determining factor because I don't shy away from that at all. The the yeah. the end result is always the most important because that is why people come. They come because of the fact, right? What we do yeah. and how we do yeah. it. You know, yeah. and 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 admittedly, I mean that might not be the best operating model at this point, but we're boutique and we're boutique for a reason. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's a fingerprint. It's a fingerprint. And every mm-hmm. every client engagement has its own unique capabilities. Yeah. What what one client will tolerate, another will not. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good call out. So Lauren, let me ask you a question. If you mm. were to pick a word, mm. you know, looking at where you are right now and all of the change yeah. that you've been through this year, because it's been a lot. Like you've had a crazy year. 
Um, <laughs> like if you were, I mean, we started this this year at seven rooms. You're now like independent mm-hmm. and not independent, and you know you're doing all these things. If you were to pick a word, what would it be for 2024? Oh, um, becoming. And I think for me in my life, both personal and professional. And as a mom and as a wife, I always want to look for opportunities to grow. And if you, I mean, shoot, we did. If I go back and listen to some of the conversations you and I had around, you know, I started this great opportunity and, oh, no, that that didn't work the way that I had hoped or, Hey, this other new thing has started. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's not the direction that I want to go. And sitting where I'm at now in a completely different industry, still holding true to who I am, what I love to do, um, focused on communication, employee experience, and being in an industry that is completely Greenfield to me, completely new. I I still believe that all of the foundational, fundamental pieces that I hold true are still required and incredibly important in the industry that I'm in. Going from tech to healthcare is bonkers. Then layer on top of that starting or continuing to work on my own brand and helping organizations be the best versions of themselves, both from a comm standpoint, a brand standpoint, social media, philanthropy, impact on their community. It's been really, really cool how when going back to your original point around being true to you, and never wavering from who you are, what types of opportunities swing in your direction Mm -hmm. and how even though the clients that I work with and the industry I am now deeply a part of could not be more different, they are so fundamentally identical when it comes to care, open communication, enablement, empathy, showing up full-hearted and being there to support one another and constantly looking to grow and improve. So I want to leave the door wide open for myself to become a better version. And I really like this version and I'm really excited for you know what this continues to develop into and recognizing that who I am today on December 1st is going to be different, I hope, than who I am December 1st next year. You know? That's amazing. I love it. What about you? Oh, you know, I have been putting a lot of thought into this um, the last, the last couple of weeks. And initially you know, authenticity or pardon me, yeah. um, 
unapologetic was going to turn into authenticity, but it just was a byproduct. It just happened. When you're unapologetic, you just are so beautifully and radically authentic. Like I've never spoken my mind or my truth the way I did this year. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to take it away from that component because I feel like the unapologetic authenticity that I operated with in this year opened so many doors for me and provided me with so much space to really like look outside where I am and say, holy smokes, like there's a whole world that I'm not even taking into consideration, right? I'm in this little bubble in, you know, Northwest, like Northwest Canada, let's just say. And, um, like there's a globe out there that is just Mm -hmm. ready to receive what it is that I have. And so my word, I believe for 2024 is going to be advancing. Yeah. I am, I am not living into the potential that I have. I'm not. And you know, it's interesting because I had a podcast guest on who's this wonderful Mm -hmm. individual. And this was like last year, it was last, I want to say spring or, or summer. And we finished we finished the podcast and um, the producer at the time dropped off the call and he said to me, I want to say something to you. And I said, okay. And he said, I don't know what your background is. He said, but I can tell you that you are not living into the potential that you have. And I was like, and it was like a very fatherly kind of conversation. And he said, you need to do something different. And so I did a compressed MBA uh, last, last, last quarter of last year, which was insane. And so (laughs) now I have all these, I have these credentials, right? Like I have like stuff from Mount Royal. I have a 4.0 from Yale School of Management. I have like a 4.0, like I could have taught the course, like for God's sake, I was like, this is amazing. So I came up with a 4.0 there. I did a compressed MBA. So I have all these really great credentials and I'm still Mm. doing the same thing. Like I'm not advancing with the knowledge and the experience that I have. And I'm working on some really provocative and exciting projects in 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 the current state and the flow of abundance is continual continual i mean like i have drilling companies i have oil and gas companies i have academia i have productions i have manufacturing i have chemicals i have all of these different things and they're great and i'm adding a ton of value but Mm -hmm. am i advancing am i taking myself to the next level of who i want to be as a professional and the answer right now is no i'm not and so Mm -hmm. 2024 is the year of advancing for me. I love it. And do you have, of course you do, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Do you have specific plans and direction that you're looking toward? Or is it just that openness of, yes, we're now moving into something different here? What does that look like in practice for you? That's a great question. It's a bit of both. And it's less about, because the work that I do is very much, and when you were talking about how you've taken everything that you have and you've moved it to an industry that you knew nothing about, literally, welcome to my world. Because you know what? (laughs) I'm I'm what I would classify as industry agnostic because it doesn't matter what the industry is. I can learn anything. I'm brilliant. I am a very, very smart woman. And so I can learn anything that I want to learn and I can pick anything up that I want to pick up. But what I am very, very good at, and I'm an expert in human behavior. I'm an expert in managing change. I'm an expert in engagement. I'm an expert in leadership development. That, I don't need to be an expert in oil and gas or drilling or manufacturing or academia. I need to be an expert in this space. And so, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, yes, but. 
I have a vision for where I think I want to go and what I want to do. And I have an open heart to accept what comes because when I think about what I want, I want to Mm -hmm. advance, but I also want a certain feeling to come with that. And so what I'm really putting my manifestation around and what I'm really putting my, my vibe around, I guess, if you will, is Mm -hmm. what I'm going to have and how I'm going to feel. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Because truly, if you had said to either of us, you know, 11 months ago, how would your year look, let alone end? I would have never been able to predict Mm -hmm. what we are currently experiencing in the best way. And now it's just gotten to a point where as things ebb and flow, there's this underlying true belief that no matter what happens, good things are coming. And you just need to go through enough of those shifts and, you know, trajectory changes and difficult times to come out on the other end and go, yeah, yeah. Like, it's proven all of all of the proof points are there that regardless yeah. of what goes on, you are resilient, you are able to rally, you will learn skills that you never even thought were going to be on your radar and be in a significantly better space because of it. So yeah, I love I love that openness. That's really, really exciting. And we need to yeah. like put a pin in this and have this conversation in like 364 days and <laughs> see how it went. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Let's put a pin in it for today because this is a, this has been a fantastic conversation. And I know that our listeners are going to take away something from this. And mm-hmm. my challenge to you listeners, pick your word, share with us, find us on LinkedIn, send it to us on Instagram, but pick mm-hmm. your word and let's design the life that we want for 2024. Yes. Thank you. And as always, listeners, if there's any content you'd like to see us feature or anybody you'd like Lauren and I to have on the podcast, reach out. A call doesn't cost a thing. 